I put handfuls of coins into machines and watch records turn, but the voice there was no voice of mine. I mean, it was not my voice, not the words that I hear in my own ears when I walk along and look at faces. Our theme today for the program is... It's I've, I've had some big changes emotionally in the past few months that have helped me a lot to focus on, you know, those, those goals, those things that drive me. The whole idea here is to have a better uh, communication ability with our listeners and uh, also have our listeners be able to uh, get in touch uh, with WPKN. Yeah, I think in a way I just have this image of sort of like the radio station sort of gaining its content through the community. That is to say the community as, as we develop this trip, which I think is a really, really great idea. And I'd like to wish you all a uh, happy, uh, happy day. I'm Steve DiCostanzo, the uh, general manager of uh, WPKN. We're listener-supported community radio in Bridgeport, Connecticut. And once a month, I have a chance to do my GM report to the listeners. In fact, it's always the third Monday of the month. I get a chance to talk a little bit about some of the internal workings uh, here at uh, WPKN and also talk with uh, some of our friends in the various communities that we serve. So let me uh, talk to you a little bit uh, right now about uh, what we have in store for the next uh, 55 minutes. Uh, I'm going to do a quick uh, recap of a couple of events uh, that we have uh, been involved with. Uh, Martha Willett Lewis is going to join us on the phone, uh, talk about sound and vision uh, a very interesting show up in New Haven. I have uh, Ed Pitaro, who is uh, a new volunteer here at WPKN and has had a lot of experience with uh, different nonprofits in terms of uh, legacy giving programs. So uh, we're going to uh, call on him to uh, talk a little bit about uh, something that WPKN is thinking about doing. I also have... Um, uh, a, a nice uh, opportunity to talk with Dr. Jennifer Reynolds Kay, who is the director of the Housatonic uh, Museum of Art. And she's going to be talking about their spring uh, series uh, that's coming up of lectures. Uh, Tamani Rain is a active is an activist, a poet, an artist, uh, and she has an event with some of the folks from Gang Poetry, based here in Bridgeport. Uh, they're they're going to be doing something uh, this coming week, and she's going to be uh, on air doing some spoken word, uh, also uh, celebrating Women's History Month. And then I'll finish up with uh, Brendan Toller. Um, he is the marketing uh, manager of Verso Studios, which is located at the Westport Library, and they are gearing up for their big uh, Verso Fest that is um, going to be the end of this month and into... Uh, the first couple days of April. WPKN is a media partner for that. Uh, so I just wanted to, to uh, summarize uh, the event that took place uh, just about two weeks ago, uh, February 25th. Bill T. Jones, Arnie Zane uh, Dance Company came into town, played uh, a benefit 
event for us um, at the Quick Center for the Arts at Fairfield University. And it was just a, a fantastic opportunity for us to do something a little bit out of our comfort zone in some respects, uh, not only just choosing modern dance, but also uh, trying to work in a very large uh, facility and a lovely facility. And it was uh, well-received, really happy about uh, all the support that we got. We had a nice turnout, a, a really good turnout, and we could not have done it without the help of Koskoff, Koskoff and Beter. Uh, they uh, came up with a very nice grant for us and also uh, CT Humanities. And it was just a, a wonderful event. The Cultural Alliance of Fairfield County and MoCo Westport also helped to uh, drive some of the ticket sales um, as well. So that was um, a, a lot of fun. And uh, let me see if I can bring in Martha Willett-Lewis. There's another event that uh, is ongoing for the month. Mar- Martha, are you there? Mm-hmm. Ah, sorry, I had mute on. Okay. I'm here. Hello. Hi. Good. Well, Martha, <laughs> I was just uh, talking about the uh, dance, but I wanted to, to shift gears about the up in New Haven. Uh, Martha has helped to be the curator of uh, Sound and Vision 2, and maybe you can talk a little bit about that. And, and yeah. uh, I think some of our listeners that are certainly in the New Haven area would love to attend. Right. So, you know, I've been really excited about PKN's sort of upping the the month-long celebration things, like the Bill T. Jones for Black History Month. And and when Valerie Richardson, our program director, said something about doing things for Women's History Month, the first thing I thought of was doing something that would be a partnership between the radio station and the Institute Library and would be something about visuals and music. But and, and women, but uh, it would be a kind of chance for a big open call that anybody who wanted to could participate in. And so I put out a large open call, and it was for anything that was, uh, it was imaginary record covers, and it could be anything you wanted, 12 by 12 format, and then we would slip them into sleeves and line the walls of the gallery with them. And it was aimed at like a kind of feminist uh, dance mix, you know, a feminist mix of, of ideas about music and art. But it could be a real band or an imaginary one. And it really didn't matter what your skill level was or how, how many times you've shown. So we have people who are very, very uh, well-known in the field and other mm. people who this is their first time showing. Yeah. And one of the interesting things for me was re- when reading in the intake form, seeing how they heard about the open call in the first place. Um, so you'll be pleased to know that some of them came from the when when PKN had a merch table at the Angel Olsen concert. Oh, some of them heard okay. about it that sure. way. That was nice. We got a lot of people saying nice things about the radio station. And it was just a chance to have these two venues kind of come together and make something really beautiful and fun and pissy for Women's That's History right. Month, well, right? Well, we're kind of yeah. uh, cut from the same cloth, you know, the Institute yeah. Library and WPKN, definitely kindred uh, spirits. And uh, I really enjoyed it. I was up there for the kickoff event that was really yeah. well attended and, and Very good, well attended. really good quality and, and uh, lots of submissions mm-hmm. of these, uh, you know, reimagined or imaginary album album covers and uh, it's, it was nice to see all them and uh, great job when how long is it open now for uh, so it will be open until May 6th okay and on May 3rd we're going to have a closing reception and the details for that are to be uh, coming up but the other thing that really was lovely 
you know, I asked people at PKN to, to participate, and Rick Omonti, Shockey Presents, offered to help us have an after party. So around the corner on the 3rd at Cafe 9 on, on uh, May 3rd, we're going to have a after party oh, after fun. our closing event with, with female DJs and dancing. And so Cafe 9's involved in this, and I feel like they're part of part of a great mix between PKN oh, yeah. and the Institute Library. And, you know, just really nice. No doubt. Really nice. Well, thanks. We've been talking um, with uh, Martha Willette Lewis, and uh, it, the event is Sound and Vision 2 up at the Institute for Library. For the record, yep. Yeah, and uh, mm-hmm. I guess the best place to get information, just go to WPKN.org or the Institute Library, right? InstituteLibrary.org. And I just want to mention that the other day, March 15th, in the Independent, the New Haven Independent newspaper, we had a beautiful review by Brian Slattery. Oh, nice. Called Artists Here, the Female Future. And you can see a lot of the pictures from the show. Great. So well, that's thank a you. nice teaser. Thanks, thank Martha, you. for putting this together and uh, with some of the oh, other, so other women here at WPKN. Yeah. Really, really a, yeah. a great event. All right. Thanks. Be, be well. Thanks, Steve. Yeah, see you, you too. Bye-bye. Yeah. Okay, that was, uh, you know, it's definitely worth going up to. If you're anywhere near New Haven, again, Institute Library is a trip onto itself. Uh, it's It was built in like the late 1800s. Originally was a men's reading club. And now it's, uh, it, it's, it's maintained almost its entire uh, look and feel. So when you walk in there, you're, you're transported in time. Uh, I am very happy to have Ed Pitaro here. Uh, Ed is, um, I guess you could say you, you were a longtime listener. I mean, you've been listening to WPKN, right? For, let me, let me just get you up here. And there we go. Yes, I will assent to being a longtime listener. Yeah. And, and, um, well, I, you you kind of raised your hand. I don't know exactly know how, you you decided maybe on your own accord to to maybe help us get. Involved. Well, I heard a PSA um, for uh, development, yeah. right? And I said, hey, you know, that's my life for thirty years. Perhaps I could be of help, right? So I contacted you and Joseph, and, yeah. and here we are. I guess on is it the first day of spring to kind of launch something. I'm that glad we've, you said that. Yeah, yeah that, that we've never. That we've never <laughs> <laughs> I mean. I, I did not know that, yeah. but yes, that's great. The station has never done this before, but yeah. actually to try and concentrate on a bequest program, a legacy program, which basically uh, mm. means having people consider um, can leaving a PKN something in their will. Right. Uh, the, and I just to interrupt you one more time. I say yeah. will as kind of a shorthand for any type of estate planning. Right, yeah, because I, I noticed that in some of the, uh, the, the work that you put together in terms of just uh, – uh, uh, we're, we, you know, we're about ready to come out with some materials, you know, that talk about, uh, you know, not just a will, but it could be uh, currencies. It could be uh, it could be stock certificates, uh, you know, lots of different things that people might want to bequest. Right. Right. To- so kind of in this inaugural showing of this uh, program, I mean, I think it's important to stress that people here, estate planning and probably they get scared. First of all, death, but that we'll put that aside for right, the moment. Yeah. But in terms of legal stuff, I mean, it doesn't have to be complicated. Well, we um, know we know that, you know, death is is there for everybody. Right. <laughs> but so but but not, you know, giving giving a WPKN is uh 
is is something that uh, people can actually do. So uh, if they if they feel like they want to make a gift of uh, of money or or other types of treasures that they have, um, you you've worked uh, for a couple of really interesting nonprofits. Uh, I just wanted to mention like Planned Parenthood mm-hmm. and Consumer Reports. So Ed comes with a lot of experience, as you mentioned. You know, it was your your uh, your life uh, mm-hmm. your life uh, job in terms of working with with uh, legacy giving. Uh, what uh, you know, we are going to be sending some materials out. Maybe you just want to talk a bit about what uh, some of our listeners may be receiving in the next uh, two or three weeks or so. Sure, we've actually put together a very nice packet, very basic, and uh, it just kind of asks if you might be interested in this type of giving. And if you are, to let us know. And there's a card you can return with the type of information you'd like to receive. And you can always, of course, email or call and we'll get back to you and we'll let you know. And again, I want to stress, it's not that complicated. Um, kind of in, in a certain sense, um, you know, people talk about wills, but not everybody has a will. And that's okay, too, because what's been pretty popular the past several, several years is something called uh, payable on death or transfer on death. Mm. So even if you don't have an estate plan... If you have a retirement account or a bank account or a securities right. account, you can name PKN as a beneficiary of that. No, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So it avoids probate. It avoids a lot of legal red tape. Right. And it doesn't have to be for the whole thing. So if you have mm-hmm. a large retirement account, you know, if you have children, let's say 90% of that account is going to go to your children. You might want to consider leaving an amount for PKN too. And the, the beauty about this type of giving is that it allows you to support a charity in an amount that's generally larger than what you would be normally able to do in your lifetime. Yeah. So, you know, you may be a monthly donor giving $20, $30, $50 a month, mm-hmm. and that might be, you know, maxing out for you. Right. But when you're no longer here... And, you know, you're considering the memory you want to leave, the good you want to leave behind you. This enables you to do that. Well, thank you for coming uh, on board with WPKN. It's really been a, a, a great concept. And I'm, I'm so uh, uh, thankful that you are uh, spearheading this whole operation. So, again, uh, you're going to be hearing a, a little bit more uh, in the future, certainly from uh, Ed Pitaro related to WPKN. Thanks, Ed. And we're going to keep... Uh, Keep moving to our next uh, guest, and uh, we're going to take a quick music break, and we will be right back. This is WPKN 89.5 FM, and it is the GM report to the listeners. I did want to mention one thing. Thank you, Christina Sun. Yeah, Christina Sun has been doing some of the uh, design for us, and it's really quite lovely. We'll be right back. Okay, and back we are on the GM report to the listeners. Uh, I also wanted to mention, just uh, in connection with the last uh, interview that we did with Ed, if you're interested in getting more information or wanted to send some questions to us about uh, legacy giving, it would be at uh, development at WPKN.org. And uh, right now I'm happy to be joined by Dr. Jennifer reynolds K who's the director of the Housatonic Museum of Art. And uh, she's been back in the, in the community room, and uh, it's her first visit. So welcome. 
Welcome to you. And uh, do you, what do you think so far? In yeah, terms thank of you out for there? having me. It's wonderful. Kind of a nice I've already, place, you yeah, know? Met, met some new friends good, and good. feel right at home. Well, I wanted to uh, have you uh, uh, come in because we have a very nice relationship with Housatana Community College. They've been a uh, they're an underwriter uh, of many of our things, and we help to support a lot of the different efforts that that are going on at Housatana Community College in in Bridgeport. Uh, I I think for a lot of people, myself included, when I first heard that uh, there was a museum at Housatonic, um, I didn't really quite understand exactly what that meant until I went to see it. And uh, maybe you can talk a little bit about, you know, obviously you're you're the director of it, and, and uh, you probably haven't seen many colleges that have this kind of collection. Absolutely. Well, definitely among the community colleges, we have one of the largest collections of any community college in the country, any two-year institution. So we've got 7,000 artworks, a special focus on U.S. and American modern and contemporary And we're unique for the size of our collection, but we're also unique because unlike other academic art museums, our our entire campus is our museum. Mm, So we have a special gallery where we have rotating exhibitions every few months called the Burt Chernow Galleries after our founder. And then we have art everywhere, (laughs) every hallway, staff offices, academic environment, you know, academic spaces. So that's that's very unique. Yeah. I think um, you you come in and you you have art everywhere, and that's the you know that was the vision of our founder. Yeah, living art. You know, I mean, it's not 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 behind, uh, you know, it's not behind or behind glass walls or or you know you, all in one room. I mean, you can see it all over exactly. the campus. So yeah, uh, you have a series of some talks coming up. So I thought maybe you could. Uh, mention that, and uh, I, I'm sure that some of our listeners would would be interested in in attending. Yeah. I think they're ticketed, so uh, uh, but you can go into some of that. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, this spring, I'm I'm new. This, I'm you know six months in, and one of the ideas was to launch a spring speaker series um, and introduce the Housatonic Museum of Art audience and the local community to some of my favorite people mm-hmm. um, and and really have them share their expertise with the community. So the first event is um, next Tuesday, March 28th at 5.30. Um, a good friend, Manon Gade, who is a PhD candidate in art history at Yale, will be giving a talk on making sovereignty Native American tourist art at the Housatonic Museum of Art. And what I'm thinking about here is that we have a strength in U.S. and European art, but we do have artwork from Africa, from Native North American communities, and we want to bring in experts Mm -hmm. who can help us understand the best ways to display, interpret, you know, understand these belongings and artworks. Mm -hmm. So Manon is going to help us do that. um, And she's going to share that expertise with the audience. And that could be, that could be one of, you can buy them individually. Absolutely. So you can buy them individually. You'd get a discount if you purchase all three. Mm -hmm. Um, And we also, they're catered. So they're sort of an immersive, Mm. enjoyable experience. We'll have Prosecco, selections of wine. I love, of um, the um, veggie um, spring rolls and the bourbon meatballs that will be provided. 
Um, so it's going to be really delicious, mm. um, something for everyone. Right. And um, she's, Manon is coming in from, she's actually a fellow at the Smithsonian right now. So mm, she's right. taking the train in to, to speak with us. Um, so that's the first, yeah. the first kickoff Good. next Tuesday night. And how about the second one? Do you, do you have that? I uh, do, yes. Yeah, I have just, all just three. Thumbnails. <laughs> Give us a little thumbnail of stuff two Absolutely. and three to whet people's appetite. And then, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so these are monthly. So for our oh, April okay. event, yeah. um, Wednesday, April 12th at 5.30, um, Dr. Cheryl D. Miller will be joining. Mm-hmm. She is a new friend, and I'm a huge fan. She is a... Um, she's recognized within the graphic design field, Um and she has an incredible, um, she's an Illuminary award-winning graphic designer. Mm. And she's known for that ex- that work and that her, expecti- mm-hmm. her expertise. But she's also, what I love is that she's actually been a painter her whole life mm. since she was a child. And she, she went to art school with the intention of becoming a painter. And she's recently sort of refound this love of painting that she does in her home and this is will be one of the first times she's actually talked about talked painting. About, yeah. Uh, yeah, and yes. I'm hoping she'll bring Very some personal, of her yeah. paintings. And I mean, they're incredible. Mm. And I think this intersection of painting and fine art and and design through this very specific lens. Um, you know, as you know, she's a national leader of minority rights, gender, race diversity. She's one of the the only black graphic designers, um, you know, female Excellent. black designers. Yeah. So, I, so I'm really excited mm. for her to come and, and give her lecture. And that's um, Wednesday, April 12th that's at 530. April. Okay. And then May, is it the same, yeah, same so, se- sequence of weeks or? You know? So May 2nd May is 2nd. a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, you know, we're going back and forth between okay. Tuesdays and Wednesday, but um, I have a, I'm a big fan of Eric March. Um, mm-hmm. He is a New Haven based painter and draftsman. And I've worked with him before. He's an excellent art educator. Um, when I was at the Yale Center for British Art, he led a series of sketching classes, primarily for, for families and learners of all ages. Um, and I just thought the way that he, he could explain things, make people feel comfortable, introduce materials in a very approachable way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, that's not easy to do. Yeah. And so we're going to have Eric um, do a sketching in the sculpture garden. Cool. So in, you know, hopefully the sun will be, well, not, you know, setting slowly right. and the weather will start to turn warm. We do have a backup rain location just mm-hmm. in case. Um, now, now where, mm-hmm. now where could, <clears throat> excuse me, our listeners find information about the, series. Yeah. Is so that, um, that up on, on your website? It or? is. It you is. have a separate museum website? Yes. Yeah. So it's uh, HoosatonicMuseum.org is our website. Um, and it's the events are specifically HoosatonicMuseum.org slash events. And that's where folks can find out mm. as well as on our Facebook, right. Instagram and LinkedIn. Well, congratulations for your appointment. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned uh, British art and the Yale uh, at the Yale Museum, Yale Center for British Art. Also, she, uh, Jennifer uh, had been at the uh, consultant for the Guggenheim in New York and lecturer at Manchester Community College, and uh, 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 quite a quite an interesting uh, resume. So I'm glad that uh, you've landed here in, in Bridgeport at the Housatonic Community College. 
Thanks again, and uh, best of luck. Yes, thank you okay, so much. We'll, we'll, we'll be, we won't be strangers. We, our WPCAN staff will be coming over to, uh, to visit frequently since we're just a couple blocks away. Thank you. Good. Uh, we're going to carry on, and uh, we'll be right back after uh, just a quick music break with our next guest. Okay, and back we are in the GM report to the listeners for the month of March. I'm Steve DiCostanzo, the general manager here at WPKN, and I'm really uh, happy to have uh, my next guest, uh, Tamani Rain. Uh, she is um, uh, an activist, an artist, a poet. Uh, she does, she's worked with uh, mentoring uh, youth and adults. Uh, she also curates and assists some writing workshops. Um, every first and fourth Wednesday of each month, she hosts an event called um, uh, Poets Realm Open Mic at uh, BPT Creates in Bridgeport. And uh, I, you know, met. I haven't met her specifically, but welcome to WPCAN, first of all. Uh, I'm really, really happy that you could be in here. Um, you know, Asia and, and David w- were just here from uh, Gang Poetry yes. uh, not so long ago. And, and I wanted to celebrate uh, Women's History Month and also celebrate uh, the pop-up event that you have at the uh, Mosaic Coalition, which is downtown in, in Bridgeport. It's a pop-up uh, poetry performances and that is at uh, 1021 Main Street on the second floor. And really, this is all about community support, bringing uh, business cards, brochures. And uh, it's really a, a gang poetry is a I guess you could say a local group. Maybe you could talk a little bit about, uh, you know, who the who the some of the people are that are in gang poetry and what the yeah. motivation is. Yeah. So um, I am happy to be affiliated with a lot of members of gang poetry, um, such as Balance, who he actually is one of the people that reached out to me about being here on WPKN, which is awesome. Um, he's a poet and an educator as well, and he works with a lot of different um, artists, uh, youth poets, and um, veterans, such as um, Brother Bear, and um, also the poets. I know Phil C. Alexander. Um, he's worked with veterans such as Midnight, um, who um, comes from New Haven. And kind of their goal is to really just um, bring poetry back with the youth and uh, like kind of curate more events for people to be able to come out, share their art, share what's going on with their mental health issues or their environmental issues, mm-hmm. be able to actually network and build more of a community um, together. So that way, you know, we don't see art and history die, um, really being able to bring up urban city. and Yeah, it's, it's such a, a remarkable uh, operation and in the sense that it's uh, there's so much uh, uh, community and and uh, togetherness and yes. it's um, well when I saw gang poetry next door at uh, the Bijou Theater it was a packed audience very packed and, and it was such an amazing it's show so amazing and and the subject matter was uh, it was personal it mm-hmm. could be urban it could have been. Revolutionary, uh, revolutionary, environmental, yeah, activism, right. uh, you know, and it. it was just a vibe. It was just a beautiful vibe. Yes. And I and since then, we've been really trying to collab with 
gang poetry, and we had little little uh, miscue, but we we're going to try to do something during Juneteenth, you know, and get yes. back on. But in the meantime, uh, I would love to have you read something. Of course. Uh, and maybe set it up and, and, and mention, uh, you know, how that the pop-up works, you know, in terms of what people might be uh, expecting this this Friday, right? It's, uh, yes, this Friday, it's this Friday right. is going to be um, this Friday, March 24th. Um, the doors open at 7 p.m. I believe the show starts at 7.30. You guys can expect a showcase as well as an open mic that you can sign up on when you go to the doors. Um, and there'll be singers, poets, as, as well as myself. I'm one of the features there. Um, Midnight, one of the poets that I mentioned earlier, he's going to be one of the features there as well. Um I'm trying to get my thoughts together. Um, no, I think but you can also expect food and vendors. Like you said, make sure to bring business cards. Make mm. sure to, if you're an artist yourself or even someone who doesn't necessarily work with the performing arts, a visual artist, someone who, who also works with the community with curating their own events, make sure to come out here because it's going to be an amazing event where everybody can get together Great. and share. Good. All right. So without any further ado... Uh, Tamani Rain. Yes. So, um, guys, my name is Goddess Tamani Rain. Um, I am a, once again, a spoken word artist here in Connecticut. And the poem that I'm going to be sharing with you guys is called Olympian Girls. This um, piece kind of came from an inspiration surrounding the controversy that was going on with, if any of you know about the Shikari Richardson, who was an Olympian track runner. And personally, um, I felt that that situation highlighted a lot of things that people don't really see in um, inner city communities and in, you know, where a lot of black people grow up and all of the struggles that we face. I feel like they're aligned in a way. And I hope this piece explains all of that for you guys. I wonder what makes a black woman become an Olympian. Make career from survival. When her first instinct in danger becomes her purpose, cheating death is a life lesson. Safety and success are defined the same no matter how much you pray, you're a prey. And when fight isn't an option, do feet grow wings? At what age do young girls learn to fly? As soon as they're old enough to look both ways on sex-trafficked streets, this country crosses us, makes backseat gymnasts, Telephone pole dancers tight enough to rope us up. The difference between a noose and the news is an elimination race. Girls be running late for class, passing predators outside school bus doors. A sidewalk of pedophiles masked as mommy's friends. And I pray that the only time little black girls get caught fast is on a track. That they stay on track, make career out of survival. But how do you be both contestant and trophy? constantly searching for self only allowed to smoke thank you yeah beautiful yes i felt like that um piece i i decided to do that piece um because you know talking about young girls and some of the harsh experiences they go through and it is women's history month so Mm -hmm. that was Uh, that's exactly i'm so glad you could come up and uh do a live reading. Thank you. And I uh, look forward to Friday. I'm going to try to get there. Uh, I, I really, I hope that many of you listening will will give this uh, 
a a trial uh, because I think you'll be impressed. Yes. Uh, again, that's uh, we'll put some information up. Uh, it's a Mosaic co- uh, Coalition Gang Poetry a Downtown Pop Up uh, this Friday. Absolutely, and, and you'll um, be there featured. As, I will be uh, yeah. featured. Excellent. Is there any way that I could give the audience where they could find um, more information online? Sure, absolutely. Yeah, I, I I go go right ahead. Oh, wonderful! Yeah. So, um, if you guys follow Gang Dot Poetry. On Instagram, it would be G-A-N-G dot P-O-E-T-R-Y. On um, Instagram, you can find that or mosaic dot coalition. On um, Instagram, you guys would be able to find the flyer and also the Eventbrite link. You can also find that on my page at Goddess Tamani Rain, G-O-D-I-S-T-Y-M-A-N-I-R-A-I-N. And I hope to see many of your faces um, in the crowd on the 24th. Great. Thanks again. We'll see you on Friday. Thank you again. All right. Thanks for coming in. And we're uh, we're trying to uh, get another uh, another uh, interview in. So uh, yes, thanks again. Thank you. And uh, in the studio, I'm I'm happy to to have uh, Brendan Toller, who is uh, the marketing manager of Verso Studios, which is uh, part of uh, the uh, beautiful uh, reimagined Westport Library, but. Uh, he's a lot more than just the marketing manager. He's a filmmaker. He's a musician, uh, an event producer, a DJ, uh, a real kind of renaissance guy. And uh, he, he, there's a lot on his plate right now with Verso and the Verso Fest. So uh, welcome. Uh, you're not a stranger here. You've been on my radio base camp show a couple of times, and I, you've been helping out with some of the fun drives, too. But, yeah, it's coming up, right? Uh, Good afternoon, yeah. Steve and WPKN listeners. Yes, Verso Fest is upon us already next week. I can't. I've had to like reframe my my brain yeah, this week. It's, you know, uh, say it's 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 already next week. I mean, in a way, it already had a little bit of a mini lift off, right, with the blue coop. That's uh, right. Uh, but I'm looking forward to. Uh, I guess some, what a sunflower bean is kicking things off, right? Sunflower bean is indeed kicking yeah. things off. So I'm sure some of you are wondering what is Verso yes, Fest. Yes. Well, it's four days of music, media, and creativity. That's the easiest way to describe it. But I try to tell people it's like a mini. South by Southwest. So we have Sunflower Bean on Thursday, March 30th, followed by The Smithereens and Amelia K. Spicer with DJ Miriam Lina on Friday, March 31st. And then that Saturday and Sunday is really kind of like the conference and workshop part. So Saturday and Sunday, most of the programming is free. Uh, You know, I'll just, if you're a big Alice Cooper fan, uh, there's this Alice Cooper Museum upstairs. And we're screening uh, what's closing Verso Fest is a uh, Alice Cooper reunion documentary when the group got together kind of by happenstance right. in Dallas, Texas. Um, and then there's just there's just a wealth of programming. We have Steve Lillywhite in conversation with Chris France. We have a and that's free, right? Yeah, it's free. Yeah, you know, Steve Lillywhite. You know. He's uh, I can't believe how many albums he had produced, you know, and from U2 to uh, Psychedelic Furs to all kinds of other great uh, the laws one of my favorite i forgot i even did that that album he's but, one uh, of the few people who can say is this a ten thousand dollar decision yeah, that's right. <laughs> exactly. so, yeah. and there's music right there's photography there's uh the business of music and uh, i i really it's it's quite remarkable i mean you you put it put it correctly it's there's some live concerts that you can get tickets for 
Uh, and where, 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 are you, where are you sending people? The Westport? Westportlibrary.org slash VersoFest. Okay. You can also just Google VersoFest. Yeah. It should all come right up. And, and what's the, the hip-hop element to this? So uh, our, our friend G's Records, Gary, has curated quite the lineup of the Legends, Beats, and Grooves. Uh, we're calling it a hip-hop 50th anniversary celebration. So we have DJ Grand Wizard Theodore, the inventor of the scratch, now, some people say, oh, what about Melly Mel or Cool Herc? They're all, they all at the same parks. So right. um, DJ Grand Wizard Theodore, it, what, what these DJs are going to do, uh, DJ Ragoza, DJ Grand Supreme, uh, they are going to just get up there on the stage and really show us the magic tricks of, of what they're doing. Is there, I mean, there, there going to be believe. a scratch-off? Pretty so much. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So right. they're going to be on stage with decks, and then we're going to have cameras that oh. are going to project to our 18-foot HD screen and cool. be run through our sound system. It's going to be a real party for like an hour and a half. Wow. And uh, maybe some special performances by some Connecticut hip-hop natives. So that's 5 o'clock on Sunday. Again, free. Uh, do not want to miss that because you're not going to get to see that very often. There's going to be a small vinyl uh, affair as well, a little record fair that is going to take place on Sunday as well. I think WP can, we're going to have a table there, and it's kind of our warm-up for the uh, Music Mash, uh, which is going to be April 22nd. Uh, so, But we're going to have a, a couple of really good vendors there, and I know Norton Records is going to be located. Uh, they're going to set up a, a booth as well. But it's really fantastic. So, I mean, uh, we're going to have you again uh, we have a big show next Tuesday, next seven Tuesday. to nine, yeah. Radio Base Camp. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there's going to be a lot of guests, of, you know, and some other interviews. We're going to do a quick interview uh, today, I think, what, with Julia coming. That's right. We got yeah. Julia coming here. So, so. we probably should should uh, put that, drop that in. That's right. But uh, I also, yeah. I, I do want to highlight, you know, I want to thank PKN and also thank some of the DJs that have stepped it up this year. Rob Silver has an interview with Dennis Dunaway coming up. And uh, Herman Oliveira is going to be interviewing the Smithereens. So check that cool. out. Yeah. All VersoFest related. Yeah. And so uh, Julia coming from Sunflower Bean, it's a, a band that uh, is kind of, uh, I don't know, a little bit of pop, a little bit of psychedelia. Really fantastic. They've been touring all over the place. Tearing and, up South by Southwest as yeah, we speak. Cool, yeah, cool. Good. <laughs> and of course, Alec Cumming, uh, Julia's uh, dad, is one of our programmers. So he's a proud papa. And I think he's going to be on one of the panel discussions as well, right? So, hey, thanks for coming in. Thank you so uh, much, Steve. We'll see you on Tuesday morning, early. Bright That's early. right. But let's hear from uh, Julia Cumming right here on WPKN. I think we'll go out with this. So thanks uh, for tuning in. This is WPKN's GM Report to the listener. All right, I have Julia on the line. Hello. Hello, hello. And Sunflower Bean will be at VersoFest kicking everything off. Thursday, March 30th at 7 o'clock with the wonderful DJ Hysterica opening. Hey, Julia, how's it going? ...area, and I've just been hearing so many good things about musical developments and just a really great energy um, coming out of there, and I'm really excited that there's uh, finally a festival where all of this can come together, and I'm really happy to be a part of it. Yeah, it's a re- it's already in its second year and already turning into a very kind of a special space, I would call it, you know, it's just, I keep telling people that our programming, it, there, there's a lot of it, but I'm like, just come hang out. Who knows, you know, what you'll see, what you'll be inspired by. It's just a really 
great couple of days. Um, you are en route to South by Southwest. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> are you excited about that? I'm super excited. You know, I think um, the first time I ever went to South by Southwest in my in my first band ever when I was a teenager, um, you know, I had no showcases and I just busked on the street for like dollar bills and like business cards and just tried to do anything that I could to be in the mix. And this year, actually, we've worked with... Um, south by southwest themselves to to book an official showcase with some other partners uh from new york and we've actually curated this um stage that's like all the hot new rock music in new york city so to me it kind of feels like we're trying to use our story and um our relationship to south by to um give back to our community here and create a space where anyone who's in Texas right now can come and like really experience a slice of what uh, music is like here right now. So I feel really excited about that and and excited for the opportunity to do something um, different. Yeah, that's really uh, beautiful to be able to kind of um, showcase and lift other people up. You know, it's it's always nice when you have an opportunity to to do that because uh, otherwise, you know, it's just it's the next gig. But that's that's really special that you could be kind of lighting a new fire. Well, you know, it takes so many people. It takes so much support and so in so many ways to make something happen. And it, it can be really um, challenging and isolating to to be, you know, a band sometimes. And I think any way that we can um, foster more friendship, more support, uh, more great music, I think that's really, you know, my dream for this part of my career and, and looking forward. I just want to um, stay a part of it and always be trying to support cool, different, exciting new music ha- that's happening. And what is in store for this year with the band? You guys are hitting the 10 year mark. People like round numbers. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're, you know, it kind of started during the pandemic where we were able to sort of shift. Um, how we worked to uh, to be really doing a lot of recording, you know, for a lot of our career. Um, and especially before the pandemic, we were on the road for like 100 to 150 nights out of the year. Um, so there was a big shift in um, really focusing on our writing and recording. Um, and I think for us right now, we're in this place where, kind of like I said, we're able to take on some of these more fun and creative projects where we can lift up and and support the scene with what we know, but also I think move forward with some confidence in what we've done and and we like to turn things on, you know, their heads a lot. We like to kind of surprise our fans and surprise ourselves. And, you know, we're playing a ton of new material um, at South by, and we're playing a ton of new material at Versa Fest because our goal is always to have the most exciting show and something that feels really true to us. And I think that that will always resonate with the audience you know when they're seeing something fresh and something real so I think we're just 
moving forward with confidence and creativity. That's all you can really do. We're, we've been lucky to like make a living as working artists, and I'm just ready to build and keep building. That's really beautiful. And, um, you know, your work, Sunflower Beans' work, it's always been just so refreshing and sobering to see that you guys are working for more justice and equity. And you've been extremely transparent about the world and how you view it. And uh, just thoughts on that. I mean, there's so, to me, it seems like there's so few artists calling attention to the uh, predicaments that we're in. Whereas it would seem, you know, bands of the past were kind of banging the drum for the, the revolution. Totally. Well, you know, I think there's, I think there's a few things that go into it. Um, you know, for me, uh, I sort of got into the music scene as a kid um, in the East Village um, as sort of part of what was called the anti-folk scene. Um, and for a lot of artists and people that were in that scene and just around where I lived, you know, going to a show, you know, we would do that one night and, you know, go, we would go to a protest the next night, you know, or the next day, whether mostly, you know, animal rights or Bloomberg or just different stuff, anything that we felt, anything that I saw people feel and care about, they really, they really, you know, had it on their sleeve and they really, um, kept that a part of their lives actively. So, the way that I was brought into art, you know, I, I really felt immediately that it was like, it was really just part of it. And it was part of my duty as an artist to stand, to, you know, keep those opinions with me and keep them as a through line through what I was doing. I didn't realize until later when I learned more that a lot of people, you know, for, for a lot of people, and especially with music, it can be a very, a political place because you know they 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 want kind of a break from all of the intensity of reality um but the way that that ended up relating to sunflower bean is you know my bandmate nick is i call him a very external writer he's he thinks a lot about culture and he thinks a lot about the times and i'm a little bit more internal and the way that we come together is to try to create kind of um, a very, like, kind of personal reaction to, like, the lived experience of the now. Um, and with that being said, we've always just taken cues from, you know, what's been happening. And especially after 2016 and that, uh, you know, that was the year our first album came out and also the year Trump was elected, you know, that really shifted our world as we, we would be driving around the country and all the time and just kind of soaking up the energy that was there. And, you know, that has led us to many, many different experiences like opening for Bernie or, you know, I started an activism project where I was interviewing um, that kind of that group of young women in their late 20s that were starting to run for office kind of in in retaliation of uh, the old regime. Um, and yeah, I've just always, I've always kept it. I've always felt it was important as an artist. And luckily, Sunflower Bean has also felt the same. And I just think that there's so much more that you can do than, you know, 
spend your whole career trying to be like a really easygoing celebrity and then like raise money for the elephants or something. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, I think that's a great, great, amazing thing to do. Of course, I, you know, I don't want someone to twist those words for me a million years later. Anyone that does anything um, positively for the world, you know, with, with their platform, I support. I just think, you know, if you're going to be, if you're going to be taking up space and you're going to be standing, you know, you're going to be in these places, you know, you should use every moment that you have to, to try, you know, and to do, to do more than just go over smoothly. I think that's part of the duty of, of being an artist is to be brave and help other people be brave. Verso Studios is, it's all about the emerging and supporting, you know, the next artists uh, to, to come really. So I wonder if you have any advice for people who are just starting out, you know, as a filmmaker or a musician or a sound engineer, advice for uh, emerging artists. Totally. I would say advice for emerging artists would be to really, like when I, when I started thinking about, you know, trying to live the life of an artist when I was a kid, I, I kind of created this sort of list for myself of things that I kind of felt were like the 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 outline or even like the minimum of, of what I would need in my life for it to be okay. And I said, all right, well, I need to have a roof over my head. I need to have food that I can eat. I need to have um, enough money. All right, and you can catch more of that uh, interview on uh, the Westport Library YouTube channel. We've uploaded it there. Oh, great. We Thanks. apologize because we're... we're Running short here. That's right. We're, we're, we got a lot of lot of uh, stuff we're working on trying to get it done. But that was Julia coming from Sunflower Bean, who kicks off Verso Fest. And, and uh, thanks again, Brendan uh, Toller, coming in to uh, talk about Verso Fest. More information again on that. Uh, Westportlibrary.org slash Verso Fest. Okay, great. We'll put the whole thing up in the archives. Uh, be well. Rick Patrone is coming up next. And, you know, that's going to be a, a good show. See you next time. Support for WPKN comes from the Westport Library, hosting VersoFest, its annual immersive music and media festival, running from Thursday, March 30th through Sunday, April 2nd. From Sunflower Bean to the Smithereens, Alice Cooper costumes to evolving androgynous rock fashion, hip-hop's 50th anniversary to primitive garage rock, VersoFest celebrates music, media, and creativity in Connecticut, New England, the tri-state area, and beyond. More information and registration at westportlibrary.org slash VersoFest.